Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back, Roarers. Hi, Amy. Hey, Grecian. How have you been? Busy, busy, hectic. I need to learn to slow down Mm. like you have. You give your update first because... Yeah, I think I need to take a page from your book. (laughs) Yeah, so update. I'm not going to talk too much about the kids today, actually, because touch wood, we are doing pretty well. Um, We basically just live outside in the, as the weather's kind of warming up at the moment, Um, really enjoying the new house. It was basically when we moved to the new house that, I said in the last episode, was it? A f- I'm going to just now. I'm going to question myself. A switch flicked. Um, so yeah, I'll expand on that a little bit more. So I just found that when we moved here, I was sort of drowning in a hundred different things, and I was watching like Jack's support worker playing outside, making fairy gardens, and Scott was out the back playing, like kicking the footy with the kids, and even just doing around the house jobs but the kids were involved in loving just being outside and I felt like I was missing out Mm. um and I just remember having a little bit of a light bulb moment I was just sitting watching the boys outside on the trampoline and I was like what am I doing I think I grew up on a bit of acreage as well and I have so many memories of just living outside and even if my parents weren't you know playing with me they were busy outside um and yeah I just went nah something's got to give yeah so I've just I mean it's not that easy 
I'm trying to just say no to things or to new things that are popping up. I have considered stepping back from Miracle Mama a bit more, stepping back from the podcast a bit more, but those are two things that really fill my cup as well. I can't really give up nursing because it's my main income. So hard. Um, But just, yeah, just trying to put limits on things before I would be, you know, replying to emails within a day and now I've given myself a little bit of leniency. Mm. Um, Putting my phone down because that's my biggest killer. Same. Especially, (laughs) yeah, with all the, you know, the businesses that all rely on being online um and just yeah how many times I don't know how many times I've just said no that can wait and I've walked outside and I've just done the things with the kids that I probably wouldn't have at the old house so yeah just oh I'm so jealous being more aware of yeah just being more aware I think of what I'm doing with my time and all the shit's still Mm -hmm. pulling me there's no doubt about it and my list is just as long but um I'm just not probably prioritizing it as much as I am just going outside and being one-on-one with the kids because I do feel like I wasn't doing that very well I wasn't being the best mum so yeah Yeah, I feel that I feel that a lot yeah and that's pressure that we put on ourselves and I'm not I don't want to sit here and make everyone feel bad or you know say that this is easy um because I do, I've been up till midnight. <laughs> That's the other thing. I just end up being up late and doing all that stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just you and I, especially, we do probably take on too much and say yes to too much. And yep. we are juggling way more than a lot of people do. But yeah, it's just, I am thinking of ways to change and just being yeah, more aware of what I'm doing. And what I'm saying yes to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the worst part about the new house, the only bad part is the freaking internet. We have just spent the last 10 minutes trying to record with me cutting in and out. And <laughs> I can't understand a word. I'm just going waiting, <laughs> waiting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just make sure there's a mm-hmm in there. <laughs> and there's like such a delay so I'll talk and then about 10 seconds later it'll come through to Grecian. <laughs> really fast. So that is literally um, the only bad thing about your house. So please go back to the old house Yeah, <laughs> just well, for the internet. I said to Scott, no, we have to move back now. No, can't do it. Can't live in the sticks. This doesn't work. I'm, I'm literally going to have to go to my mum's to record every week the way it's going. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Mum. For... Thankfully, our guests have been very understanding in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, they have been. Uh, yeah. And you editing these, like, podcasts, hats yeah, off to editing you. hasn't been fun. <laughs> I wish we could put in, like, the clucking thing now. Like, yeah. yes, well done. Or a woohoo, go Amy. Because, yeah. yeah, you've done countless hours, which has not added, to, well, which has added to the stress of, yeah, well, that's obviously. right. Yeah, that's the podcast editing does take up most of my time at the moment. So I think 
yeah, just going to where the internet's good once a week to um, is record going to help. is going to be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we um, like the amount of time, like every week I'm trying a different room, I'm trying a different cable, I'm like di- yep. connecting directly to the internet with an Ethernet cable, and then I'm connecting to my phone hotspot. I'm trying so many different that's, things. That's tonight's one. Yeah, we're trying the hotspot again. Yeah, I just seem to spot. find something something each week that works the best but it's not ideal it's still not ideal especially when we've got guests especially when we have a very exciting guest coming up yes yeah which we'll talk about later but um yeah Grecian give us your update seeing as the internet is working well at the moment (laughs) yep let's go get it out um I don't even know where we left off last my life has still been hectic not like yours we have not moved house we are not going to be able to move house anytime soon as much as we would like to be We'd love to do what you guys have done and just move to the sticks and away where we want to, but right now for us mm. it's not viable. Um, mm. So Riley, I don't think I mentioned on here, Riley ended up in hospital again with um, yeah. adenovirus and because her sats were dropping really low, so it has been very stressful stressful fortnight I have I have a headache just like thinking about the past fortnight Mm. now um so it's the first time in ages that we've seen her drop into the 80s and that yeah just really threw us um and Mm. then threw us obviously in hospital standards are a bit different now with COVID and yeah I just I don't want to go into it too much but it's been stressful seeing her like that I'm just so over over fucking winter I just we yep. just need a break. Her poor lungs need a break. Yep. And you've just been just... with virus after virus after virus. It's been nonstop. Yeah. So at the same time as Riley had adenovirus, Macy's had rhinovirus, and I'm pretty sure they're probably swapped now because they're still not 100% better. Like Riley's still coughing her lungs up. Um, well, that's the thing I think. Like because you've got the four girls, like it, they just keep passing it around, and then they pick up something else, and then it just yeah, never ending. Yep. Yep. So yeah, Macy's still full of snots. Riley's still coughing. Um, yeah, that's it. That's my update. <laughs> oh, you seem a bit flat. I feel like we need to. I wish we. Well, I wish we could go and have a drink together somewhere. It oh, sucks I need being yeah. so far apart. Mm. I need that. I need some girlfriend time, but it's literally mm. life's just been so hectic, like between working appointments, Justin working, mm. me with obviously content creating podcasts. I don't do as much on the podcast as you, so I can't really complain. Um, but yeah, but it, all uh, up. it does. Then working two jobs, obviously looking after the kids, Riley's stress, like we were up every hour to two hours checking on our sats in the past two weeks. So that's really taken its toll. Mm. The last two nights, Justin and I have literally just crashed as soon as we've hit the bed. Mm. And then sometime, sometime last night, Macy came into our bed and I woke up with her on me and I was like, uh, what? And then I fell back to sleep, woke happen? up with her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I woke up and she wasn't there again. And I was like, shit, felt around the bed like, uh, Macy, I would have heard a cry if she fell out of bed. So I was hoping Justin put her back to bed. Oh gosh, uh, that's how tired. It, yeah, that's like yeah. I was gonna say that's an extra level of tired, isn't it? Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. So, all right, should we all get right. into today's topic? Yes, let's do that. So, um, 
we're going to talk about going back to NICU life, going back to Premi life. We haven't talked about this for a little while. Um, specifically, mm-hmm. we want to talk about how to help your friend who has a baby in the NICU, um, whether it be premature or sick. A bit of our experiences, I guess, what helped, what didn't. I'm hopeful that you guys will share this blog to family and friends um, mm-hmm. if you know someone that has a baby in the NICU or if you yourself have one and just a reference for people. It's a question that comes up all the time. Yeah, also a bit of a vent about what not to do and what to do. And I know a lot of you will relate to that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually wrote, I was saying to Grisha and I wrote a blog literally called How to Help Your Friend Who Has a Baby in NICU. I wrote it in 2016, so only months after James was born. And it was, yeah, it's been my most popular blog. It gets shared around so frequently. I remember think, I remember when I wrote it, it was because I had people in my community that I knew had had 24-week uh, triplets. Wow. And I had heaps of people reaching out wanting to know what to do. So mm. now I just sort of send them the, to the blog. But um, That's, yeah, good idea. And I remember thinking at the time, if I hadn't have had James, I would have had no idea how to help my like these people um, with their triplets. Yep. And no one does. That's the, that's the thing. No one knows if they haven't been through it, which we say all the time. It's not something you can understand until you've been there. So, yeah, that's what 100%. we're talking about. Yeah. All right. So number one, I always say, firstly, congratulate them. Say congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people know how to, or even or if they if. should celebrate the birth of a premature or yep. yeah, sick baby, yep. which is totally understandable again. But, you know, the family has just welcomed a new baby, new precious baby into the world, um, albeit early, but it's no different to anyone else having a baby. You still congratulate them. I just think you sort of you know, make sure you also acknowledge that the journey is going to be tough. And so I remember when people, when James was born, I remember people going, congratulations, amazing news. Uh, and I uh, was sitting there. So in the shock of my life thinking, yeah. is it? Oh my God, I don't know. Um, and it was obviously, but I remember thinking, I wish people had just said, sending love for the road ahead or. Yeah, yeah. Like we know this is going to be tough. Yeah. And like, then just add that something else further. not. Yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not amazing news. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it, it people is. Don't, again, it is, people don't but, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there was, you know, there. Were, I, I just remember looking through like the hundreds of comments and picking out the ones that really I went, oh, they are, they get it, or oh, it's so nice that they acknowledged that this is really fucking scary. Um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of those were nurse friends. Obviously, they understood. <laughs> That it wasn't, they definitely it wasn't all exciting. Yeah. And that it's, um, it's not just going to be a typical newborn experience, but, um, yeah, I think that's one thing people are cautious. I get a lot of people messaging me saying, oh, but what if the baby doesn't survive? And I was like, well, they're alive right now. You celebrate that. Yeah. Grecian, can you remember anything in particular that anyone said to you or did, um, that, stands out in your mind from your time in NICU with the twins? Anything that was really memorable and made you feel really supported? Those friends that um, 
I suppose like Danielle said last podcast, the friends that say not just um, let me know if I can help in any way, those mm-hmm. ones that were like, I will be there to watch Adeline at the park. Yeah. Like I had a few girlfriends that came and did that. They spent their time um, yeah. so that we could go see the girls um, or that made meals without us asking and dropped them off or set up um, meals to be delivered or things like that that we didn't ask for help. They just kind of yeah. did it. That was yeah, probably absolutely. the most memorable um, and the most grateful, I suppose, I felt for those yeah, those moments. Yeah, 100%. That was another point I made on the blog. I said, like, don't just offer to help, actually do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just stop after a week. That's the other thing. Like, yep. NICU stays are long and tiresome. Long, and long time. Over time, it gets worse too. So I know people think, you know, the, the hardest closer part you is get to start, home. But yeah. And the longer that you've been in in the, that world, the less you're washing, the less shopping mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, the less cooking you just are in survival mode and as that goes on it doesn't you don't get better at it it's just I remember no. coming <laughs> home one night from NICU and there was literally like piles of shit everywhere there was all the gifts that we'd received just like literally on the floor they weren't even on a table yeah there just was sitting there. stuff everywhere yeah and I just remember walking and going oh my god and then my mum just came over and she just sorted it all out she took a bundle of my washing with her home and then mm-hmm. she'd just drop it at my door. She wouldn't expect me to be home. Um, those sorts of things. Like I always say, if you can get a group of people to organize a cleaner, even if it's just a once off, yep. get a cleaner to go to their house and just message them and say, leave a key out. I'm organizing a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Like don't expect them to be there. Um, don't expect them to do anything to help. Don't expect them to clean up beforehand. Just say, leave a key out and we're sorting it. That's a good point though that um, like – you don't have to be home to have stuff dropped off to your door. Like you no. don't just yeah. don't assume that like you want visitors or that we want visitors because mm-hmm. after spending a whole day at the hospital juggling another oh, yeah. child as well, yeah. um, like I do want to see people. I do miss like I did miss seeing people and I did miss catching up. But right now I'm like hanging by the phone waiting to hear how my daughters are going that night. Yeah, hanging by a thread. Like, oh, <laughs> literally, I, like. Yeah. yeah. And like I, small talk, oh, like we said in the school episode, no. sometimes yeah. sometimes small talk is just like what will push you Can't over the edge. It. Like it's too emotionally draining and, yeah, it's just too hard. And it sounds, hor- it sounds horrible though. Like people want to visit and they want to support you and it's so grateful that they want to do that and it's nice. But in that circumstance, yeah. like please do not expect them to want to chat and want to let you to come in to that like yeah. inside their house I can't talk tonight um <laughs> no I understand what you're saying and like you can always leave freezer meals in a cooler mm-hmm. bag at the door um with some ice like especially when you're pumping as well adding pumping in there if you are expressing like mm, yeah you don't have time for anything else <laughs> No. Well, that's that's it. You're literally either at the hospital pumping or sleeping. That was my life anyway. When, or when pump, pumping the boys in the car. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember driving down the freeway, expressing, hand expressing, waiting until the car goes past. All right, go back to doing it. Yeah. Like literally on yes. the dot every time. Like, And then yeah. it got to a point where I was like, I don't care, I don't care anymore. They can see I, whatever. 
Like you just, just feel like you need to put a sign on the window. I have a baby in the NICU. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even things like feeding animals or um, mm-hmm. collecting mail, offering to take toddlers for the for a day so that they can spend time at the hospital. Actually, don't offer. Just do it. Say I'm coming to look after the yep. toddler. Or picking kids up from yep. school, watering plants, literally these things, just all the stuff that build up and the general around the house duties. Drop off milk and bread. You know, if you don't know, yep. if you don't want to bother them and ask what they need, drop off milk, bread and some freezer Always food. Always need that. Always yeah. need that. Yeah. Some fruit for the kids. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. Um, and I always just say like, it might take an hour of your time, but it will give them an extra hour of their time. Yep that they might be able to spend at the hospital that they wouldn't have if they were pulled to all the shit at home. So exactly when it, it may be that hour that you actually get to do the cares that day then. Yeah. Cause sometimes the cares don't line up when you're there or you have to go for school pickup and the cares are happening during that time. So yeah, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. And even just seeing like being there for the doctor's rounds in the morning, sometimes that clashes oh, that with makes, school drop-off. So, oh, such a difference when you are there yeah, for it though. Yeah. So, you know, times of the day are important for NICU mums too, but no one, this is the stuff people don't understand mm-hmm. um, and we don't expect you to understand, but that's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, visitors, also in terms of visiting the hospital, I always say don't go visiting the hospital without an invitation. Like I don't feel like that needs to be said, but I know lots of people are keen and eager to visit and meet the new baby, but it's not only is it like not accepted in the NICU to have mm-hmm. 100 people visiting, but that family is drowning. Um, like you said, they are, even when they're at the cot, they're expressing, they're talking to doctors, they're trying to fit in a cuddle. I remember feeling bad when people asked to visit to say no. I was really one that kind of was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I just, I was almost running a schedule of visitors and I was like, this mm. isn't good for me. This isn't good for my mm. baby. Were you allowed visitors? Mm. Yep. Really back then? Obviously yep. things have changed now with COVID. Um, yeah. I'm assuming a lot of hospitals have, but we weren't. We were only allowed grandparents and immediate parents in NICU, so it kind of was no, good I had that friends. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So for us, it was kind of good because we just, if, if people asked, we could be like, "No, sorry, the rules are it is literally yeah. immediate parents or grandparents." I think we were, we were sorry. This wasn't in NICU. This was when we moved to Skibu, like mm-hmm. to special care. Oh, even even for us, that was the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I had a f- I had quite a few visitors and probably mm. more than I should have because I do remember thinking I'm worrying more about being here when someone else is coming yeah. than what I'm actually doing and looking after me. I did, I felt bad saying no, but um, don't take it personally. Like if you are the mm-hmm. friend and they're saying no, it's it could be weeks or months into the future that you're able to meet this baby, but it's just a waiting just game. Just wait, just be patient. Yeah, even the parents don't know. Yeah. And like, I remember there were days when I craved company, like I felt so socially isolated and I was like, I just want my mum. And mm-hmm. then there were days when I didn't even want my mum. Like it was yep. just so hit and miss what <laughs> mood I was in. <laughs> well, yeah, plus all the so. hormones and going through everything and the emotions and yeah, and depending yeah, what day, so much. like what you walked into that day, I remember walking oh, yeah. in and something as simple as 
than being back under lights, like under phototherapy. Oh, and it just felt yeah. like it felt like the end of the world. And I was just howling. And the doctor comes over and goes, Amy, this is okay. And I was like, I know, but I know, but he's <laughs> naked again. And yeah. he's got glasses on again. And yeah. Yeah. It just It's like it feels like yeah. a step backwards. Well, everything does, doesn't it? Like, you know, them going back on oxygen and and they are, they technically are, because it means you're in there a little bit longer, longer and that's probably at the longer. end of the day yeah that's probably at the end of the day why those emotions are so big because you know that this is probably going to add an extra day or two onto their stay and yeah and it might yeah. not seem like much to someone that hasn't been there but that day or two or week like the times that Riley went back on the mm. the jet ventilator yep. I was like fuck like I don't want to talk to anyone I have just yeah, seen no. my child be re-intubated on the like on the jet like no, I don't don't want to socialize yeah. with anyone. I don't even want to socialize with yeah. the freaking nurse right now. I like yeah. like yeah. no. <laughs> I just want to crawl into a hole and hide. Yeah. But these that's that's a good point, Grecian. Like these babies are literally fighting to survive. Like mm-hmm. their families are fighting to hold it together. We just don't they don't need any added stress. So I think save the visiting until they're home basically is my <laughs> is my until point. they're ready Unless, at home. Yeah, yep. or until they're ready. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And obviously express that you can't wait to meet them and all of that and but just be mindful. Be mindful that Don't be pushy. You might not get yeah, you might not get the response that you want. Yeah. Yep. Right, what else did we do you remember anything else, Grecian, that people did? Yes. So Justin's family, like I will cry thinking about this, but um one of Justin's aunties and uncles actually lived 10 minutes, if that, mm-hmm. from um, PMH when PMH was still open um, and the girls got transferred there um, after going downhill um, with neck for Hannah. Um, they actually offered their downstairs part of their house. They had like an extra, I want to call it granny flat, but in a two-story house. Yep. Beautiful spot on the river and they offered that to us for as long as we needed. They gave us the key. They said, come and go. You do not have to. I'm going to cry. You do not have to speak to us. You do not have to interact with us um, mm. unless you want to. We will be here. Um, their little dog was there all the time. So we had company. We could come and go because we obviously live an mm. hour away from the hospital. Yeah. And those drives, if you're driving in and out, like how many times a day or if you're staying yeah. up there it gets the day gets so long so yeah. so long so every yeah, adding, moment, adding two hours onto yeah, your day yeah that you're missing out on being up there with the girls yeah. especially when yeah. they're like facing death yeah multiple times like every minute yeah. counts so I both Justin and I actually were so grateful that they opened their house to us they're not obviously the closest aunties and auntie and uncle but we have become yeah, closer knew. because of it. They yeah. just knew. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very similar story. So my best friend um, at the time, or still my best friend, but at the time she was living mm. close to the hospital as well. She was only about five or 10 minutes drive as well. Same situation. We lived about an, probably 45 minutes away. Um, and we didn't have any, like with, with James, this is, we didn't have any other kids at home. So we did spend mm. pretty much the whole day down there because I was like, well, I'm not driving back and forth, yeah. you know, when it's that big of a trip, I might as well go in the morning, spend the day and come home at night. Um, yeah. I understand that's different for everyone. Um, 
Anyway, our friends offered to have us there overnight multiple times. Um, And when we stayed, we always just left feeling so recharged. So they cooked Mm. for us. They gave up their bed because they only lived in like a little apartment at the time. So they gave up their bed. They checked how we were doing emotionally and then they left little gifts for James. Like I remember walking into their bedroom and they had, now I'm going to get emotional, (laughs) Um, like little Converse shoes, like baby shoes, like sitting on the bed. And I was just, oh, and yeah, and then they'd send us, they'd pack the leftovers from dinner and send them mm-hmm. with us the next day. And like you said, you could spend, like we could spend an extra hour at the hospital when we did that. And it also like it gave us that social interaction, but without yep. it being in your face, we didn't really speak much and they just understood that. Um, yeah, yep, same. And I think part of that, go, like part of that is, you know, offering something like that but not expecting much in return. Again, I think... This is going to be a constant theme tonight, but I just, I wasn't my, I wasn't myself in that time. And so, you know, I wasn't probably giving them the conversation that we normally would have had or yep. the fun, yep. the fun that we would have normally had and just being understanding of that. And we were so lucky because they didn't have children. We were quite young and mm. for them to know that that's what we needed. I just, I always look back on that and think, yeah, we were so lucky to have friends yep. and we still are. They're still our, our best friends and they're still the first ones to put their hands up to help. But um, yeah, that's a great, great one. And not like, it doesn't mean you have to do it for months at a time, but even if it is just a night every now and then, if that's all that you can manage, it, it does make a huge difference. Definitely. Or even if yep. it's a hard point in the NICU that they're going through that, you know, the baby's not doing so well right now. If it, Mm -hmm. yeah, if it gives them that time to be closer with the baby and you're able to, then definitely. Yeah, because I know that some families, when they've been right in the thick of it really early on, they've paid a shitload of money for accommodation to be closer to the hospital. And that's just, again, another financial stress that. Because you're not going to be working. (laughs) No, no. And, you know, you think of parking, all the meals that you're then Mm -hmm. buying rather than from the hospital. Yeah, they freaking add up. Yeah. Um, Most people are probably putting their kids into childcare more frequently than like their other kids at home and the cost. And like you said, there's no usually no income. Mm -mm. I didn't start my maternity leave until I reckon James came home. Because that's, you know, he wasn't meant to be born until... No, until then. <laughs> so none of that kicked in. And then Scott obviously, yeah, took time off work. Um, yeah, huge financial burden. So that comes another point then is like if you can try and gather support from your community, if you can do a fundraiser or if you own a local shop, just put a little collection tin for them and ask people to give up some spare change. Um, mm-hmm. I just say put it towards meals. Yeah. <laughs> meals, meals, meals. 100%. <laughs> or parking or oh, you know, Uber parking. Eats vouchers. Yeah, Uber yeah, Eats any, is a good one. Like, you know, just Visa cards. You can literally just put money on a card and they can spend it how they want. Um, yeah. And rallying, yeah, rallying sport around your community. If you've got football and netball clubs, get them involved in any way. You know, even just getting them to, you know, the netball club, getting the girls to wear a ribbon in their hair in honour of the baby. Like things, just the littlest things. Little things I remember, like yeah, yeah. Like, and it just means that that the family feels seen and loved, and that people are thinking of them. And that's all. I think that's the biggest thing that we want, really. I remember when. 
on a particularly tough day um, in NICU, my mum just casually mentioned to me that her church had prayed for us during a service. And I don't think she realised the impact that that had on me at the time. And I'm not a very religious person, but I just remember thinking, wow, like all um, these look, people. I'm tearing up. Yeah. <laughs> all these people are thinking of us and in that moment we're praying for our little our little yep. guy and um I think the more people are aware the more people rally around and yep. that community that real sense of community comes in so even if you're not close to them like you can do something you can yeah so our, yep. na- our neighbors were the same that hit me when you just said that like the church was praying for them so like we aren't very religious either um but our neighbors are and mm. even now when Riley gets admitted to the hospital and things like that, um, they still rally together with their church and they still pray mm. for the girls. Yeah. And every time through NICU, whenever there was a down moment, they would always send us a little message or when yeah. we saw them out the front, they would say, we're praying for, for the girls. And, yeah, just that knowing mm. that someone is thinking that you're yeah. not alone because yeah. it does yeah. feel very isolating being in NICU. You're not at all by yourself. You're surrounded by so many teams, doctors, nurses, like other babies, mm. other parents, but it still feels like everyone's in their own little yeah. world. You can be surrounded by all of those people and still feel like you're the only one experiencing it. Yep. And I, when I had James, I didn't know, none of my friends had babies, let alone anyone had a premature baby. And I didn't know anything about it. And that in itself is isolating and it's not like you can just find a mother's group who understand what you're going through because usually there's only one or two if you're lucky that have had some sort of complication at birth or and like you said especially in NICU when the baby is so unwell you don't I think everyone thinks that you just become best friends with everyone in there it's not you're very much in your own little bubble especially at the start when they're really sick and really unwell and everything's touch and go you don't you don't really talk to anyone in there. It's not until you start moving up with certain other families that then you yeah. start interacting a little bit more and that friendship yeah, does they grow. because they do move a lot. The babies do move a lot too. So like some babies can come into NICU for a day and then they keep the, and then that's it. on their way. Um, yeah. It's actually a lot quieter in NICU than I think people realise as well. Like you can't just be having a full-blown conversation oh, no. with the person next to you <laughs> and having a, having a yarn. Like it's very... The babies don't like noise, so it's very quiet in its own way. Like obviously there's lots of people and it's busy and there's the monitors and the machines, but in terms of conversation, it's it's not huge. Quickly interrupting the episode to say a big thank you to this week's sponsor, Miracle Mama. Miracle Mama is an online store providing unique products, gifts, and baby keepsakes specific to the journey of a premature or unwell baby, including milestone cards, clothing, journals, and so much more. Miracle Mama has also grown into a large online support network and community for families who get it, providing a safe space to share the ups and downs of a high-risk pregnancy, premature birth, and the ongoing challenges of life after NICU. Miracle Mama was created by a mama who's been there before, my co-host Amy, whose mission is to raise awareness of premature birth, to give back and to make sure other Premi parents know they're not alone. You can find Miracle Mama on social media at Miracle Mama 
Join the village on Facebook by searching Miracle Mama Support Group or check out the beautiful range in her online store by visiting www.miraclemama.com.au. Yeah, what else did I have to say? Um, sort of going back to that, not, ex- not expecting much in return, return, but don't expect the family to be around for a while. So things like, you know, if you had dinner plans, um, they're not happening. Sorry. That probably won't be there. Um, I wrote, your friend is now in a relationship with the hospital and will be missing in action. And it's basically how it is. Yeah, it's how it is. But in saying that, don't you disappear? So you might not get, you might not get responses to text messages or they might not call you back, but just keep sticking around, keep texting, keep leaving voice messages. Um, yeah. And if you, miss them your best bet is probably organizing like coffee at the hospital cafe at the hospital yep yep, 100%. yep. so making the trip to the hospital and obviously letting them know saying i'm gonna buy your coffee i'm gonna buy you lunch have a what, break what time suits you yeah yep. when can you yep. pop out yep and that's that's it because generally we'll be like yeah that'd be amazing i'll do it in between cares and pumping and this is the time that i can meet you yeah yeah i I did attend a good friend's wedding about a week after James oh was born. Mm. Um, and I remember howling, absolutely howling, leaving the hospital to go to this. Like I was dressed at the hospital to mm. go to the wedding. <laughs> um, had a quick cuddle and I just felt it felt so wrong. I felt mm-hmm. so guilty and the doctor, bloody amazing Dr. C, oh, I'm not going to name, but everyone in Adelaide knows. <laughs> He just looked at me and said, Amy, he will be here after. This is one of your good friends getting married. You go and do that and don't you feel guilty. We will look after him. Aww. And he just made me feel so much, like, so much more reassured. But um, it you didn't do. really help. Because no, I, I was going to yeah. say, like, it's nice, <laughs> but, like, I think I'd still be freaking the yeah. fuck out leaving. Like, Yeah, yeah. And I, it was very difficult. There were tears. I was literally pumping. Yeah. <laughs> like, in between the ceremony and the reception, and I'll never forget this moment I had. We were on a table, obviously, eating dinner or whatever, and someone that we didn't really know just um, – I must have been showing photos of the, of the baby or something. He'd, he'd heard we'd just had a baby, and he just yeah. turned to me and he goes, so where's your baby tonight? Oh, God, no. And I just – yeah, and no. I just literally lump in my throat, trying no. to hold back tears. <laughs> um. And Scott just looked at me like, is she going to have a full-blown meltdown? And he just explained what had happened. And that guy obviously felt terrible. Like he immediately, like you could see his face was just like shit. Yeah. Foot in mouth. Um, But it was just such a trigger, like an immediate, fuck, what am I doing here? And I did. I felt from from that moment I was, I think I was ready to go. Yeah, ready to go now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's. I think just don't force things. Let the family decide what they're up for and when. Um, just don't go missing. Don't yeah. stop messaging because it is—it's a long haul. It's not a—it's not a sprint. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree. Don't don't go away just because we may not reply when you're going through something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I definitely had people in our lives that did that um that maybe started at the start 
congratulations, checked in. And then just nothing until the girls came home and can't wait to meet them. Can't wait to like catch up. When can mm. we catch up? Can we free next week? And I'm like, so overwhelmed. You just haven't, I've just gone through this whole life changing experience. Mm. Um, and you just expect me, it's like, you expect me to yeah, flick that switch <laughs> um, and go yeah. back to being how we were before. Yeah. Like, no, yes. I'm not that same person. I am different not, person. Yeah. I am a hundred percent a different person and they need to realize that and yeah. And be understanding and acknowledge that. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think I will ever be the same person that I was before, Nikki. I don't think anyone no, ever no. is. Yeah, and there's a saying, and I wish I could remember it about the person that walks into the storm, walks out of the storm, isn't the same person that walked in or something yeah. like that. But but even yeah. now, it's still the Nikki journey hasn't ended, and like yeah, it's yeah. still continuing. Things are still coming up, and there are those people that just stand by you no matter what. They don't mind that you don't reply for weeks on end, or they will mm. still check in. Um. But they're rare. They're God, they're yeah, rare. They they are. Yeah. And people come and go, obviously, in your life, and that is totally understandable. Um, but, yeah, you do. And we, that's, again, we're going back covering old topics. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but what I was going to say is, you know, you just I, – I felt it in NICU, so very much lots of love and support right at the start for the first mm-hmm. week. And then as the weeks go on – It dwindles. You're still in the NICU. They're still needing support. Um, but the, the support for you, for you dwindles and you feel like people have forgotten about you. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel like people have given up. They're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not hearing from them. I can't really do anything to help. So I'm just going to wait. And, yeah. and then, yeah, you do. It happens again when you bring the baby home. Everyone yeah. wants to meet them. There's this huge, it's more, not really so much support, but no. a lot more f- you know, they want to meet the baby. So you get, you have a lot more socialization, but even that in itself is really overwhelming when you've spent however many months not socializing. And just like you said, watching your baby fight to survive. I remember having visitors at home and just going, what the fuck have I just, what the fuck have I just been through? Like, what is going on? What is my life right now? Yep. <laughs> um, like you shell shock and you're just coming out the other side and everything's slapping you in the face and you're going back to reality and you're like, no, but nothing is normal nothing is the way it was before um yeah and it this again a lot of this is not something that you can expect people to understand or comprehend but it's those people that try and that acknowledge it like just saying far out you've been through a shit time Again, sit with yeah. that discomfort with the person. Yes, there it is. That same old same I feel like thing. our podcast should be yeah. set called Sit with the Discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should change it. That can be our like little motto. Literally yeah. that like we, I I love it when people say like I don't know what to a say. Tagline. Yeah, yeah, tagline. Yeah. I I don't know what to say, but and I'm like, just sit with me. Just just yeah. acknowledge that I'm going through this shit time right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people want to fix everything and like it's you know what can I do it's like I don't even fucking know just yeah exactly just, just well, feel just feel with me like because especially the empaths they do they feel so deeply like my mum yeah. she just w- feels everything I go through almost twice as much as I do um and she's a big fixer and I was like just give me a cuddle yeah yeah that's all I mean <laughs> Let right me now. Cry. just yeah. listen yeah 
All right, I want to actually step back probably to more the beginning. <laughs> gifts. So gifts for premature babies. So I think a lot of people question whether they should give a gift. And I think it's this uneasiness about whether they're going to survive or what type of it. Do I give a normal, mm. you know, inverted commas, normal baby gift when the situation isn't normal? normal. Um, but yes, send a gift. Please send a gift. It's just being mindful of what you send and thoughtful and thinking about the logistical side of a gift. So if the mum's after birth, the mum is usually discharged within a week max. So don't send gifts to the hospital. (laughs) Don't send gifts to the hospital. Um, There's no space in NICU to be holding gifts. And you can't Um, have flowers. You can't have flowers in the NICU. You can't have anything like that. So, And if don't send flowers home either because they're not going to be home to enjoy them. (laughs) I just always say flat rule, don't send flowers for a a new premature or sick Mm -hmm. baby because they won't be appreciated. They're lovely. Mm. They're lovely when you get them and then you see them once and that's it. Their beauty will go to waste. (laughs) Um, Think outside the square. And obviously now there is so much more available to gift a Mm. premature baby. Mm -hmm. When I had James, there was basically nothing unique to that journey. But now, Miracle Mama. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Go visit my website, www.miraclemama.com. There's, yeah, we have a number of gift bundles which are thoughtful, unique, and guaranteed to bring comfort. 100%. The typical stuff that people gift these days, the premature baby milestone cards. Yeah, I was just going to say they were the best. Premier clothing. Yeah. But there's a couple of things I do want to mention that are very specific to premature babies and that are very beneficial. So... First one, um, books. So there was an article recently that was released by the ABC. It was only released this month, actually, earlier this month, which recognised the benefits of reading to a baby in NICU. So I'm just going to read a little bit from it. So any parent who has had a premature or sick newborn baby knows the feeling of helplessness while their baby is enclosed in a crib or connected to machines. Apart from helping to soothe babies, research shows reading stories aloud can boost brain development and experts say it can benefit parents too. So they actually interviewed a couple of parents, Matt and Jessica, who had two preemie babies, but the second one, 25-weeker Lara, they talked about most. And the dad, Matt, explained how he felt helpless and didn't know how to contribute, which is a big thing for preemie dads. I mean, it's a big thing for preemie parents, full stop. More so especially the, the dads, dads who are kind of forgotten in the process. Yeah. Um, you know, the mum, for me, for me particularly, um, I felt like I was helping by expressing. Yes. I felt yep. like I got more of the cuddles. I felt like yep. the doctors were talking towards me. Like I do feel like the dads get a little bit shafted. I feel like they just feel a lot more, a lot less connected mm-hmm. and like the bond isn't there. So, yeah, this dad, Matt, he said, one of the biggest challenges that I found as a dad in NICU is that I didn't feel like I had a role to play. So a nurse suggested he picked up a book and read to his daughter and he found a sense of purpose in Aww. that. Yeah. He said, it gave me something to actually go in and really focus on and know that that was mine and I could own that. So then a clinical nurse consultant um, at Grace Centre for Newborn Intensive Care, Alyssa Fraser, said that babies benefit from being exposed to language from an early age and then like not just any any language but also like mum and dad's voice yeah um so they recognize their parents voices from hearing them in the womb so reading can be a really positive and soothing sound to the baby in a noisy environment like NICU she also said participating in a reading program 
which a lot of the NICUs do now. I think there's they like do. readathons and um, things like that. Yeah, so participating in one of those programs can help parents struggling with feelings of isolation and helplessness provides them with an opportunity to bond with their baby in an environment that can have them feeling a little bit lost or unsure. And then what they said they know from research in America is that babies admitted directly to a NICU compared to babies admitted obviously to a postnatal ward with their parents. Mm. In a less than 24-hour period, they experience 14,000 words less than a baby Whoa. who's obvious with their family in the ward. So that's huge. Like you think what just reading to them what that does for their brain development, just hearing words yep. around them. And like that's heartbreaking to think so in much a day so. they hear 14,000 less words in the NICU. Like it just makes my heart break like to think how yep. isolating it is even for the baby. Yeah. Mm, okay, I'm oh, sorry. It's just that was my rant on books. Any book, you can literally read them in the newspaper. Yeah, but, anything. Um, if you want a book. I stock Your Little Head Start, which is the most incredible it's book. It's beautiful. It was written by two premier parents. Well, it was written and illustrated by two premier parents after their their son Jet. But that book has brought pretty much every single person that has read mm. it to tears. Yep. And it's designed to read to them in the NICU. Um, so and that's a perfect gift. I always say now, even above milestone cards, buy this book yeah. 100%. Uh, and it's something that you'll you'll keep forever you'll treasure yeah. it forever yeah and then the second one sorry Grecian I feel like I'm just talking at the moment it's fun I've done a bit of research so I just wanted to get these two points out and then obviously octopus octopuses mm. octopi octopus toys octopus comforters um mm. I think it's quite widely known now the benefit of these but I will just put it here um so an octopus toy you imagine it's got the tentacles which are tightly wound curls yep yeah, so the tentacles are designed to mimic the umbilical cord and then they're specifically designed around the natural grasp reflex of newborn babies. So instead of obviously grabbing, like babies in the NICU are trying to grab at things to hold on to as like a sense of safety, they instead of grabbing onto like the cords and the wires and their nasogastric tube and pulling it out, <laughs> um, the octopus, if you put one of them in the crib, they're meant to hold onto the tentacles and it brings a sense of comfort, safety and trust and it, it's like mimicking being in mum's womb so massive massive benefits not only like that sense of security but the fact that they're not pulling out all yeah of their all their tubes. tubes yeah so on on that note we were not allowed one of those in the cribs yes so I get that a lot I actually get people messaging me all the time saying that they don't allow it and I say tell your NICU that our octopus toys, the ones that I stock, mm. are designed to be hot washed at 60 degrees. Oh, yeah, that's a good So point. they are yeah. technically infection control safe. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. Some of them will still say no, but if yeah. that's how I try and reassure people. Yeah. And if not, I just say, I suggest that just when they move to special care, usually then, when they're in an open yeah. cot, then then, then introduce one then. Yeah. yeah. I wish I wish we could have had it. You were allowed. Yeah, I do hear that a lot and it's disappointing. Um I think it depends. Again, it depends on the hospital, depends on the nurse. Um, some of them don't want anything in the cot at all. Some of them are funny about even having your own beanies. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, 
Definitely. whatever you just have to follow your yeah your hospital and their guidelines but even like I know I know preemie babies that have had these octopus toys like till they're now. two yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um even introducing them when they get home so um but again a good gift if if the hospital allows it definitely I do think it would be great if they could introduce it when they are really sick because when there's no human touch mm-hmm. possible at all just having something like that is enough to soothe them yeah so Riley's yeah. soother that just yeah I wish we were allowed them because Riley's soother used to be holding on to the jet ventilator I'm gonna cry <laughs> holding on to the jet ventilator sticking out of her mouth I have so many photos of her her tiny mm. tiny little hand like holding onto this yeah. tube wrapping it around and yeah. like that natural grass reflex would always go to to the tube to the ventilator yeah. And I so wish we were allowed them because that would have been such a nicer comfort for her than this plastic yeah. Yeah, hard, hard yeah. tube. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like you think of the, the unnecessary trauma of having things reinserted um, when they pull it out because it's it's true. Like what they say, you turn your head for a minute away from a premature oh, yeah. baby and they'll, they'll rip, they'll rip their tube out. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're the two, they're two more like specific gifts that I really recommend and that are very like they, they provide benefits. <laughs> um, obviously the clothes are adorable and so are the milestone cards. But they're not necess- necessary where I would say those two. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. And I think the milestone cards and the clothes are more for the parents, mm-hmm. for the parents, which is special as well because, you know, you everyone wants a, a first outfit to be special. I remember trying to pick a first outfit out of a cupboard of <laughs> – Things that were too oversized that had been washed 5,000 times and had lost their colour. And I was like, this is like, this is it, was, it was actually hard. Yeah. I was like, this is fucked. What? You imagine packing a hospital bag with those adorable, almost, yep. you know, heirloom, hand-knitted pieces and I'm, I'm scrounging through a cupboard that doesn't even have a, yeah. the right size, that doesn't even have yeah. blue. <laughs> yep. like I, was, I was like, okay, we'll just go neutral because I'm not putting him in pink. Nope. <laughs> Uh, not that there's anything against that, but, you know, it's just so much is taken away from you when you have a baby in the NICU, premature or sick, no matter what, that I think it is important that we do, if we do gift, we try and be thoughtful of of what they're going through and if you can, be specific. And people are like, oh, is it insensitive to get a gift that they're only going to use in the NICU? And I was like, no, it's no. the opposite. It is the opposite. You are literally going to get them through the yep. next the next few months and a journal, a journal, hundred percent a journal. Yeah. I always tell people that. Yeah. We do have ones now that are like made for the NICU journey and the day to a page. And there was prompts of like what yep. nurse is looking after and what your settings are, you know, your machine settings yep. are at and what their weight was. Yeah. All of that. And they're amazing. And I wish I had one of them too, but I had, I, I just had a notebook, literally a lined yeah, notebook same. that a nurse handed to me and it was still, I still have it and it's full of every day I wrote all that stuff down. Um, yep. So even if you, even if you do just gift a notepad um, and a pen. A notepad and a nice pen, like, yeah, that they yeah. can take with them. It's those things that they will remember. Yep. I had a friend on top of the notepad, um, she actually gifted a little Snuggie to hang on the cot like on the outside of the cot so that was quite nice specifically matching ones for the girls and we were allowed to hang on the outside and it had their little name tags on it and every time that we went to their bedside we could see 
that there and we just knew she was always like yeah. thinking of us and was yeah. there so we still have them today they're still in there um packed away with all their nikki stuff and i won't get rid of them because they're so special yeah there are things you can do that are specific and practical as well like like we said the clothing if you can find a practical outfit they're actually going to be able to use and wear then yeah it will get used yeah nothing worse than having a like zip that doesn't have two zips in the NICU. Oh, yeah, when, when, when you're up to that stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Hannah wearing some of the Bonds onesies, like with the double zip. And the zip, cords and can't so come through the bottom. And, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the nurses are like, nope, nope, nope not, not, not no, that on them. Nope. There was a <laughs> few of those. Yeah. They, they yeah. like buttons. In the NICU, they like buttons and double yeah. zips. Yeah, the snaps. So, yeah. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, don't forget the dads. I think that's a big point. Don't forget the dads. Rally around the dads. I think Scott Scott had his mates checking in, but it was nowhere near Not what I did. And I know guys aren't great at doing that anyway, but even family, friends, just even if you're not close to the husband, check in with the husband too. Send some beer. Um, yeah, send a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. A carton or two. Yeah. I was going to say a six-pack, but no. Yeah, not enough. No. no. And it's a tricky one. I I often ask Scott what people could have done to support him and he says he always says nothing, like there's nothing that anyone can do in that situation because it's just so unique and frightening and even you don't know what you yep. need. But I do think just checking in, that's always the the one thing that costs nothing that people will remember is those people that checked in and that didn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. And to finish off, I do want to say be grateful. Just be so grateful. If you haven't had to go through this, just be so grateful. Hug your babies tight. And then if you do get to visit the NICU, a place where miracles literally happen every day, just be sensitive and compassionate. Things I say not to do, don't ask when the baby is coming home. Oh, yeah. Yep. Don't ask when you'll be able to have a cuddle. Don't offer unnecessary advice, mm-hmm. like essential oils. I go back to it every time, I swear. Ugh. Essential oils Ugh. are not going to help a sick baby in the NICU. Not in the NICU. Um, You're not allowed to have any smells like that in the NICU. Yeah, it's the opposite. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Don't dwell on the upsetting stuff and the obstacles unless prompted by the parents. Like I don't, we don't want to hear or rehash the hard stuff. Unfortunately, we're living it so closely. Um, Don't make comparisons. That's a big one. As NICU parents, we hate comparisons. (laughs) And don't, you know, even, I know it's coming, again, it's coming from a, a kind place, but hearing about your friend's brother's, girlfriend mum who had a premature baby that is now six and is doing really well <laughs> like right then and there is not the time uh, yeah. to no. say that and like I do no. definitely like those stories of hope are definitely important and probably down the track are gonna bring a lot of comfort but yes I just, but right then no <laughs> I just remember someone going oh I know what I you're going off. through because my cousin's <laughs> friends and I was like oh my god is it bad that I'm just laughing at this I was like no you don't you don't know what I'm going through sorry and then I guess instead of doing those things the best things you can do are listen and show interest in the baby's progress focus on how far they've come 
just admiring that this is a new baby and that they're precious and that they're loved and complimenting, I think complimenting the amazing teams of doctors, nurses and midwives in the NICU, if you go and you see that, compliment the team and the environment and Mm -hmm. like literally their miracle work. On that note, even now when Riley's in hospital, every time I will compliment the doctors, compliment the nurses, like like, I don't want to say reassure them, but I always tell them you're doing an amazing job. Like I know how stressful this must be right now with the given scenario. I always make the effort to do that because people don't, people are so rude to them sometimes Mm -hmm. and they are just working their asses off. Obviously you being Mm -hmm. a nurse, you'll know this, but like, You guys work your asses off to keep our children alive. Like I don't understand how people can be so rude. Yeah, and we don't get compliments often. We don't. No. I think people think that we just get like cards and pizzas delivered and there's this real stigma that nurses are so acknowledged and everyone just loves and can see what we do. But if anything, we get we only ever see the the bad. We only get the yeah, bad feedback, yeah. um, and we hear about it when it's bad. Yeah, that's exactly why I try and say something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think NICU nurses and doctors and all the teams actually in the NICU are a, a, like there. I say they're like a different breed. They're just oh yeah, <laughs> they're so they're so amazing. They, and they just know how to treat families in there and what to say and what not to say. And I just bloody love them all. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then praise the parents. That's the last thing. Praise the parents for their strength, their bravery, how hard it is and how good they're doing in such a shit situation. Just, yep. just acknowledge, just listen. Yep. Perspective at the end of the day, isn't it? It's about perspective. Hug your babies tight. I'm going to go hop in to bed with Riley and give her a cuddle after this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap that up. And we've just got a few things to say at the end of the episode. So first and foremost, I want to talk about the Running for Premature Babies Premi Marathon Challenge, which is coming up in November. I in, I just wanted to invite everyone, all of our listeners, especially if you're part of the Premi world or a NICU family, to join me and my team. Um, so basically... Participants register to virtually either run, cycle, swim, roll or walk a distance of their choice. So you can do either 21 kilometres, 42 kilometres, 100 kilometres, 200 kilometres or if you're crazy, 300 kilometres. Wow. Um, But they do it, obviously you aim to do this over the month of November or again, if you're crazy, you can challenge yourself to do it in one go. So some of you may know that in 2020, I ran my first marathon for this cause I initially signed up to do the 42 kilometers over the month, um, but then so many of my community joined and raised money that I promised to run it in a week. And then (laughs) I raised even more money and I was like, right, if we can get to, I don't know what the target was, but I think I said, if I can get, if we can get to 25,000, I'll do it in a day. And we hit that very easily. In the end, um, I was able to rally together 80 people on the Miracle Mama team across the country and consecutively we raised over $65,000. Wow. Um, so I would love to beat that tally this year. I'm not sure if I should put that out there because that was epic. <laughs> and I feel like it's a big target to reach, but we'll see. So I've signed up to do the 42 kilometres again, but I'm not doing it in a day, sorry. <laughs> No way. No. <laughs> this body ain't fit for that. Um, and I'm actually going to rope James nope. into 
to try and do it with me. So I'm going to see if we can just do, you know, one or two kilometers a day. So yeah, I've talked about running for premature babies here briefly in the past, but their vision is to give premature babies a better chance of survival and quality of life. So the charity founder, Sophie, who was a very special friend of mine, she lost her triplets to premature birth and her sons, Henry, Evan and Jasper are the inspiration behind what she's created. She's raised over, well, her charity have raised over $4 million and directly benefited over 6,000 babies. So the funds raised go towards life-saving neonatal equipment and research to advance the care of premature babies for the future. Sophie will be joining us as a guest here on the podcast, which is really exciting, hopefully next month in the lead up to the um, Premier Marathon Challenge. So I'll leave the rest for her. But um, if you want to join my team um, this November, please either visit Miracle Mama on Instagram for the details or join the Miracle Mama team at www.runningforprematurebabies.com forward slash fundraisers forward slash Miracle Mama. And I will also obviously add the link to the show notes for this episode on your podcast apps and it'll be on our Raw the Podcast Mm -hmm. page. Um, But yeah, that's my rant about that. I'm signing, signing up, signing up now. I, yeah, it's um. I think it's a like, especially being November. The weather's going to be warming up. It's a good excuse to get out and enjoy the sunshine and go for that walk every day. Oh, definitely. So another bit of news, I guess, that we want to share with you guys is with everything that's been going on in both of our mm-hmm. lives at the moment. Um, I feel like we sh- kind of should have done this earlier in a way um but we will be pushing out the podcast to fortnightly instead of weekly at the moment it doesn't mean that we won't be going back to weekly in the future um but right Mm. now the podcast will be released every fortnight in between though um we are aiming to try and get on and do an insta live in those odd weeks yeah to give you that little fix that you guys obviously love and need and we we need it too it's our our form of therapy Mm. yeah I'm actually sad but you know I'm happy but sad but I think the insta live will just be my way of still still doing it but not having all the extra work (laughs) yes because Amy does a lot of work (laughs) yeah we do have our first insta live booked on the 10th of October so it's still a Monday um and it's the opposite week so it's the week after this one goes live so put it in your diaries now it'll be probably 8 p.m sa time 6 30 wa time um but that could change keep an eye on socials and we will update you there but we'd love to have as many of you on as possible and we will be answering some of your questions and just having a general chin wag so we will still try though and yeah mm. upload the insta lives that we do so if you can't get onto the insta live we will still upload onto our social media pages and i will still well i would try i think i can do it to upload it as a bonus episode on the podcast so you can still get it through your podcast apps but yeah it'll be short and sweet and um i won't edit them it'll just be raw um but yeah then you can still access it and I can have a little bit more time and Grecian can have a little bit more time. So this is all part of us trying to slow down and get more sleep. And, um, and like she said, it's just this time, it's been a rough season, hasn't it? For us both. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hitting us both now. Yeah. Yeah. So we will go back to weekly, but right now, yeah. Just needs to be pushed out a little bit. Yeah. We'll still have, 
we'll still have guests on. Um, we'll probably have guests as the main episodes a little bit more and then our more of our raw real talk will be on the Insta lives and we'll get a little bit more interaction from you guys that way. I'll be able to answer some more of your questions and yeah, it's just nothing's changing. It's just a little bit less of us and a little bit more um what's the word? Time. Calm. <laughs> Calm. <laughs> don't don't go anywhere though, guys. Please don't no, go anywhere. Please don't. Still love and us. Not, Still yeah. rate and review. <laughs> And we'll be back. We'll be back. Summer. Summer we'll be back. Summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of a guest coming up, um, we have a very exciting one. I feel I'm actually quite excited, nervous, but excited about this one because she is big on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, She's very experienced. She's a highly skilled and knowledgeable child psychologist and an author and an illustrator and a blogger with over 20 years experience working with children and families. So huge, especially for this community. She is just going to be amazing and offers so much incredible advice. So she's special. I'm not giving her away just yet, but in the lead up to the episode, I will be telling you all who she is. Um, But she specializes in a number of different areas such as emotions and behaviors, sleep, sensory differences, autism, and she focuses on gentle parenting, mindfulness, and gratitude. She gives the best tips and creative ideas to bring change and offers proven strategies and playful activities that children respond to. Can't wait. Yep. As always, guys, please rate, review, subscribe, and share to as many people as possible. Yeah, and like... We love hearing your stories about when you listen to the podcast. Um, we got a message today from, I swear she's our biggest fan, biggest, biggest, biggest fan. <laughs> I love her. Uh, I'm not going to name her, but she knows who she is, mm-hmm. saying that um, so her and her partner share a Spotify account and he knows that Mondays are raw day and she gets the Spotify account. <laughs> and I think he like he went to... I think he went to like use it and then he messaged her and goes, sorry, podcast day. <laughs> I just loved that. She, she's, she just said like that just shows how big of a part of her life we are. And, it, oh, it's and she so doesn't special. listen to any other podcasts, just no, ours. Not so one. thank you. Yeah. yeah. And oh it, makes God, my heart it just made so me smile. Uh, and I was like, I don't know if I want to smile or cry happy tears, but yeah, we just love yeah. hearing it. Um, so yeah, keep sending us messages and sharing your stuff with us. We do love it. Yeah, that is all. Thanks, guys. Have the best week and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.